Well, <clears throat> good evening, ballers. Welcome to the 30th episode <laughs> of A Step Back, 3030. Yes. It's your host, Leon Tonkins, a main man, Jacob Moses, and we welcome in our special guest, Football Life presents the Audible host, Randy Hammond. How you doing? Thank bro? you guys for having. Thank you guys for having me back. I'm doing great. Lakers in the finals. We finally got here. We're back after a 10 year hiatus, but the job is not finished, fellas. There's more to be done. We got four more wins to go until the goal is complete. All right. One for Bean. Absolutely. That done. Yeah, man. Lakers look like they're on a mission. Uh, I remember. Remember way back to our uh, first episode. Uh, you know, Randy, you called out the Lakers. You called out Bam. You called out the Heat. You know, you've seen <laughs> these playoffs so far. You know, mm-hmm. how does it feel to pat, you know, pat yourself on the back? How do you feel? Hey, you know what? Sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes you don't. It happens in sports. <laughs> I really like the way the Heat were constructed. I like their moxie. I like their confidence. Chemistry goes a long way in sports. Oftentimes we take for granted how much a team likes each other matters. And uh, it's all good. You have all the talent in the world and all like, you, you, how well do you mesh? You saw that with the Clippers. They didn't mesh very well. The Heat meshed and I love the way that they came together as a team and their acquisitions they made at the trade deadline and Pat Riley leading the way and Spolstra is one of the best coaches in the league. I love the Heat organizationally from the top down. So they were an easy prediction. I don't want to say I really went out on the limb there. I will mm-hmm. say the Lakers, however, got kind of lucky. I think they didn't want to play the Clippers, but you saw the way the Clippers unraveled. Who's to know that it wouldn't have happened against the Lakers either? You know, like, I don't know how lucky they really got, but regardless, they took care of business. I'm happy this is the finals. I can't wait to watch the games. Yeah, this is going to be a pretty good series. Uh, you know, the Heat, Jimmy Butler took much line, took his team, a bunch of miscast, uh, you know, cast it off as, as a heel. And he's with his team to the finals with Spolstra. And you look at, you know, the Lakers and their emotional season with uh, the tragic passing to Kobe and LeBron here for his third, mm-hmm. with the third time and 10th uh, appearance. Mm-hmm. A thirteen, mm-hmm. right? Sorry, thirteen. Nine of the last uh, ten, I believe. Yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. wild. And uh, Iguodala's six straight final. Um, and that's surprising. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> I mean, I, you forget how long he's been in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but he—he's going to be a, a vital part in what the Heat do to stop LeBron. Uh, you know. You talk, Randy talked about the Clippers uh, for a bit. You know, in the news, Doc Rivers was let go. We spoke a bit about it before on some previous episodes on whether he'd be fired. You know, third time wasn't three-one lead. Uh, Paul George, I'm pretty sure, had a big part in breaking up that team, and the Clippers uh, pretty much unraveled after one season. Uh, Randy, what's your thoughts on Doc Rivers and the Clippers? Uh, breaking up the band. Look, as a Laker fan, I, I love it because I, I mean, I've never <laughs> been to Los Angeles, but I understand the big brother, little brother dynamic being a New York sports fan. I, I see that all the time, given the big cities and that big market uh, aspect to it. Um, as far as the Doc Rivers goes, I might be not, the, I might not be the best person to ask because I am the biggest Celtics hater out there. So nobody milks 
a wannabe dynasty more than the 2008 Boston Celtics. They act like they won more than one championship. So they, they've been milking that title 12 years ago forever. <laughs> and Doc Rivers is a big part of that. I feel similar about Doc Rivers than I do Paul Pierce. Although my hatred for Paul Pierce is much greater. I just think Doc Rivers is a bum of a head coach. So I don't understand. Like, I, I don't know who thinks Doc Rivers is a great head coach. He's a, a great speaker. I think he is a good leader. So if you think about those intangible things, he's good at that. But he's not good at rotations. He's obviously not good at managing these stars because you look at uh, Kawhi and Paul George. Like, Kawhi's not the problem here. Paul George is the problem here. Uh, we're not talking about Doc Rivers losing his job. If self-proclaimed playoff P shows up in the playoffs, I mean, he has yet to show up in the playoffs in how many years now? I think it's been like seven years since that Pacers series where he dunked mm-hmm. on LeBron when he was on the Heat. Like, I, that was the last time I remember him having a big playoff moment. So I blame the Clippers <laughs> for kind of putting this together without really realizing how it was going to work. They were like this fake, tough guy, bully, wannabe, badass team, and they unraveled because their head coach couldn't keep things together, and one of their star players proved that he was not big enough for the moment. So I love it. Let it all unwrap, all out, and whatever sucker team hires Doc Rivers next, God bless you. Sandra, it's looking like the 76ers. <laughs> Gun smoke. No, um, yeah, I, maybe it'll help him with having Embiid and Simmons and, you know, Tobias. He goes to, if he goes to another team, he'll a whole bunch of skill on that team. So it's not like he's jumping from you know, a good team to a trash team. They're pretty good. Yeah. They're in it, you know, easy East. And for the most part, mm. shout out to Toronto and, you know, Boston and all of them. Um, but yeah, I can see that happen. And that's a, that's a good marriage when you really look at it. I mean, go there, make your mark and maybe something good happens out of it. No. Now, who would you rather have, though? Would you rather have D'Antoni or would you rather have Doc Rivers? Because I think I'd yeah. rather ha- just give a yeah, shot with D'Antoni, at least on the well, offensive side of the ball. Then we have to watch Ben Simmons shoot, and I don't think anybody want to see that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, he could at least play the natural or he could distribute. And, exactly. You got to be able to shoot. Yeah, I would say yeah. D'Antoni because he had more success, especially in the yeah. regular season. So I would give D'Antoni a shot. But I'll say it's 50-50. It depends what kind of, you know, which way they want to go. And – both of them are kind of – I wouldn't say Brett Brown is a good leader either. It was the reason why he got canned. Mm-hmm. So if you want somebody that can speak, okay, Doc Rivers, mm-hmm. you want somebody that can run the offense, you know, what is it, seven seconds or less, maybe bring it back, or the five-out system. But it, it might actually work in Philly with D'Antoni because MB can actually shoot the ball. You know, when you have that big guy that can stretch the floor too, that helps. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. actually, that's a good one, Randy. I'm, I'm going to go with D'Antoni because of his system. It, it might actually. Yeah, Leon, what about you, man? What, what would you go with there? Uh, see, Doc Rivers trying to motivate a, a Philly team that hasn't crawled, went over that hump, I, I think is a bad fit. Um, mm-hmm. D'Antoni, now, he is an offensive genius, but he did bring some defense into Houston. Um, they were the top-rated defensive team in the bubble before their exit. I don't, you know, a five-out system might not work in Philly because Embiid is too much of a, a, a beast in the post. But I, I can see him tinkering his offense a bit to, to Embiid's skills and, you know, maybe incorporate back to uh, Nash and Stoudemire with mm-hmm. uh, uh, Simmons and Embiid, but mm-hmm. they, they're going to have to do a lot with that Philly roster. 
um, mm-hmm. in order for D'Antonio to work. Doc Rivers, mm-hmm. I could probably see him in like New Orleans, uh, motivate mm-hmm. a, a okay. young, young up and coming team. Uh, Zion, really get them, try to try to buy into his message. And mm-hmm. as far as the Clippers are concerned, you know, Ty Lue was sitting there winning in the wings, you know, mm-hmm. ultimate vulture. Oh, look, look what I found. I, mean, <laughs> I, got, I got myself a roster here. <laughs> Ooh, shiny. <laughs> you know, so, Is that the know, plan for the Clippers? Have they released anything about that? Because I have yet to see who the replacement's going to be. Um, I, I think Ty Lue is, is like the front runner. I think probably going to go through their due diligence, but I, I don't see how they don't go to Ty Lue. Mm-hmm or maybe give Sam Cassell a shot. Uh, but I, I think the Clippers are going to have, really have to do a lot with that roster. Uh, as far as Paul George is concerned, yeah. you know, he rubbed some people the wrong way uh, on his way out mm-hmm. in the exit interview with the, with the rest of the team, you know, as far as the role players with Harold and, and Beverly. Mm-hmm. Maybe that team was not as, you know, greatly constructed as one start. Mm-hmm. Now, um, one, of my, one of my theories is that Paul George would be traded through being that he has an option for uh, opt-out for next year. I could see, now it's a bit of a homer, but I could see him going to Brooklyn. Who? Paul George. Wow. Who the hell and you they still have? And they still have KD and Kyrie? What? Yes. Well, um, damn, wow. Damn, Paul, that's three head cases. Now, if, if Paul George can get them Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, and Spencer Dimwitty, that's all the Clippers need. You know, Kawhi can run. He's proven he can run with uh, some second-tier stars in depth. Um, mm-hmm. You get Ty Lue in there, championship head coach. Kawhi, Karis, Spencer, mm-hmm. Jared Allen. I mean, the mm-hmm. Clippers, they'll be right back in it. And mm-hmm. Brooklyn gets their third star. Okay, that's that's a good one. Um, but shout out to Henry, Dong City host. He actually said with Dan Tony, fast paced and high scoring, but he hasn't closed the show. That's a good point. You know, he's had how many chances, and you know, Harden, and they just, Mm -hmm. man, they get to game six or sevens, as you can see, and just they can never do it. I don't, I don't understand it. Even with a good defense, with the best defense, they just they didn't have enough. It was that big man. That's just my honest opinion. But in the same vein, Doc Rivers has been the head coach of the Clippers since 2013 and has never made it to the conference finals. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's had amazing rosters with elite basketball players, and he can't make it even to past mm-hmm. the second round. I mean, mm-hmm. neither of these guys have championship pedigree by any means. Nope. Well, Doc Rivers, because he did win a Rick, so you kind of – you can slide to him, but they were a different animal. <laughs> yeah, not, look, like I said, the 2008 Boston Celtics will tell you that they won the championship. They're like a vegan. They'll tell you that they won the championship. You don't need to be reminded. They'll be like, yeah, remember 2008? Yeah, bro, we all remember 2008. When did you – another time did you win? Like, we get it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I like that. Well, yeah, coming back to Brooklyn, it's – that that would be a surprising move. I, I just can't – like I tell you all the time, I'm a big Rilevert guy. I mean, I just let that kid – you know, he grew in Brooklyn. A tree grows in Brooklyn. That was Karis LeVert. I mean, let him ball out there. He can be that third guy. You don't need Paul George coming in there. They had some kind of chemistry even without KD and Kyrie. And you can just build to that. You bring Paul George in there, now you got to do this. The system is going to change. Who knows what Steve Nash is going 
going to do. But I really don't trust Paul George there. I don't. See, he was better off in Indiana when he was the guy. You know, you went mm-hmm. off and Russell Westbrook, he was the guy in OKC. Indiana, you go back to Indiana, he was the guy there. OKC, look at it. He wasn't the guy. You know, the Clippers, Kawhi was the guy. He's coming off winning the championship. So you're playing second fiddle everywhere you went now. So, and you go to Brooklyn, <laughs> you are the second, maybe third. Because Kyrie, yeah. you know, he's kind of the head honcho, I would say. Then KD is like, no, I'll go KD and then Kyrie, then it would be Paul George. But, but good luck with that. I'll be yeah, Leon. If I were you, I would not root for that. <laughs> I don't. I don't want any part of Paul George on that team. I'll be sitting in there like this. I, I'll, I'll look at it. I'll look at it. I'll look at it this way. I, I think Lavert will be a star, but I don't think he won't be one until he gets his own team. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he'll ever get the shot opportunities he would in a Brooklyn uniform than he would in, let's say, a Clipper uniform. Then mm-hmm. we the same because mm-hmm. on this team he'll best suited for the bench and he is a starter in this league uh Jared Allen's the same if the goal the goal for sure is to bring championships into Brooklyn Mm -hmm. and if Paul George is going to do that granted he is not the top he's not a top option but he's an excellent two-way two-way player Mm -hmm. and for a team that's if you have DeAndre Jordan who's slow afoot you get as many weapons out there as you can um uh you know, if it brings two championships to Brooklyn, I'll be willing to bite the bullet for Avert and watch him flourish out in L.A. Hey, uh, more power to him. I just like the depth of your roster as currently constructed. I don't like the idea of blowing up or trading some of these key pieces that could be huge for you in the playoffs. You see with the Heat now, they only have one real star, if you think about the, the definition of a star, mm-hmm. and then a bunch of guys who fit a great fit a role to help you win championships. And they're so deep from – from top to bottom, that that is so important. And then with the Nets, like, you have your two main guys in Kyrie and KD, and then, mm-hmm. yeah, Levert will have come in there and have a role in there. Like, he might not start, but he can still score 20 off the bench, and, like, he can play that six-man role where that role is almost irreplaceable. You know, if you, if you trade a guy like that for Paul George and you're expecting – I don't know what you'd be expecting from Paul George, but with higher expectations, you're more likely to be more disappointed, especially with how Paul George has uh, performed in the playoffs to this point. Mm-hmm. I would rather roll with what I got at this point if I was a Nets mm-hmm. fan. I agree. I mean, who would have know? Who, who knows what would have transpired if I had both of those guys? I think y'all could have made a, a huge run. I think you're going to make a huge run next year. I agree. It's, I can see y'all going right to the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, mm-hmm. if the Bucks don't improve, <laughs> hey. And Toronto, you know, they lose Van Fleet. I mean, come on. Anything could happen. Miami will be there, but I think that's your toughest competitor. The Bucks, they got to show me something before I'm putting them back up there after that nonsense. But you guys have a bright future. You have the window. You got a short window, but it can be done. You can win a chip in that time. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm good with either scenario. Um, but – I mean, this was just one of, I guess, the theories I had with, uh, you know, Paul George and that Clippers mm-hmm. uh, de- debacle. Um, another thing I've heard with the Clippers is that maybe what Lou Williams suggested was to bring Chris Paul back. Hmm. Wow. I didn't think about that. Um, well, him and Doc had beef, right? I mean, Chris Paul yeah. had that beef with a lot of guys anyway, so I thought <laughs> that surprising. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I could see OKC getting rid of Chris Paul, but, um, I mean, Billy Donovan's gone now, so, you know, I, I could totally see Chris Paul being on the move. I'd be surprised if it was with the Clippers, but, but, you know, you never really know. 
Yeah, uh, Chris Paul, I mean, if it's not the Clippers, I, I definitely see him in Milwaukee. I, I don't see any of a place for him. But, mm-hmm. you know, we'll be going into free agency faster than you know it with this shortened off season. But, you know, these are a lot of interesting questions that's going to happen. Um, there's another rumor that's going around that I'm, I'm going to bring up later um, in regards to the Celtics. But, uh, you know, uh, as far as in, in group, in, if the finals game one is tonight mm-hmm. and for the first time ever, uh, longtime analyst Doris Burke uh, will be performing play-by-play uh, uh, for the series. Um, it's the first time a female has been named a play-by-play analyst um, on a major network for a championship game. Um, everybody knows Doris. She's been a- around the game for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, lots of knowledge. And shout out to our uh, fearless leader, Henry Maldonado. Uh, was able to, if you guys have not seen the thread, uh, there's a post up. Guys could ask a question uh, to Doris Burke and request good chance your question to be answered on the air uh, with the reference to the group. So, you know, look out uh, in the group, um, ask your questions, uh, you know, spark your curiosity. But uh, how you guys feel about Doris Burke? I love it. I mean, this woman in 2K, man, that's <laughs> – that's that's fire right there. <laughs> that bring it all, but she's um I love Boris. Dor- Dor- excuse me, Doris. She's a Nick fan, so we all you know <laughs> we all together. She's suffering just like me, but no, she's just her knowledge is really this top par. I mean, it's up there. You know, just listening to her, it's a lot of. Of course, we get a lot of guys and girls at ESPN, and you're just like, all right, shut the hell up. But Doris, you can actually listen to her and say okay, she knows what she's talking about. But like you said, she's been around for a long time. Easy to listen to. One of the nicest people ever. You know, mm-hmm. she beat the COVID thing. Glad they, you know, hear that, that she did it. And just to reach the pinnacle, being the first one, first woman to actually, you know, play by play to the finals. That's big, man. That That's big. I, I think we got to normalize stuff like this because a, a sport like basketball is gender neutral. I mean, we, you guys do a great job of talking about the WNBA. I mean, there are some great women ballers out there in the history of time. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. these, these people know their basketball and just because that they're not former NBA players or coaches or with people with, with deep ties in there, doesn't mean that they don't have the right or, or the credibility to go in there and do that. Doris Burke. I was never the biggest fan of Doris Burke when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I thought she used to drive me nuts on the video games, but I have grown <laughs> to appreciate her, but I also thought she has a, proved as a broadcaster which who is it for me to be a critical of someone who's a professional broadcaster like that but at mm-hmm. the same time as I get older and as she gets older I think she, uh, both of uh, both of us develop uh, I have more of a appreciation for broadcasters in general and I think she has done a, a really great job since then uh, my question is and I'm trying to find this you guys might know the answer to this mm-hmm. is she calling the games on tv with Breen or is she the solo play-by-play person I think it's a Breen right I'm not sure if this is with Breen or if it's on the uh, radio. Hmm. I'm hoping it's with her okay. Breen, though. Yeah. That's the one. Okay. Good it looks like it has. says she'll be doing it with fellow analysts John Barry and Mark Kestisher. So I feel like she's doing oh. the radio. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that sounds like radio. Damn. Yeah. Because 
I Breen has done it for 13 years, and Breen mm-hmm. is the, the voice of the NBA, and and he he's I associate NBA basketball highlights with him at this mm-hmm. point. I, he is my generation's um, great broadcaster, our Marv Albert, or mm-hmm. you know our, our the guy who is the soundtrack of all the games is Mike Breen. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to see her somehow get into that booth, but I know it's hard to take out uh, Stan Van, uh, Sam Van Gundy or no, not Sam Van Gundy, uh, Mike Van Gundy or mm-hmm. uh, or. Um, uh. Jack. Mark Jackson and I think Jeff Mark Jackson. and Mark yep. Jackson mm-hmm. and Mark Jackson. So it's hard to mess that chemistry up because those are the guys have been a team for so long now, mm-hmm. but I'm so happy she is getting this opportunity and I hope people listen because she really does know her stuff. She's so good. She's done this for such a long time and you're seeing these women getting opportunities and, and football being coaches and, and officials. Like you're going to see more of this and this is a good thing for the world. Like there's so much issues with equality going on right now. This is a good thing and this should be normalized mm-hmm. and this shouldn't be the first thing. Now it's 2020. This should not be just now the first time, but at least it's happening now. And let's hope in the future that, you know, these people who have all this credibility get more chances in the future. Absolutely. Thank you, Henry. Again, that was big, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Uh, Everybody, if you haven't seen the post, uh, it's in the announcements, top of the page in the group. Uh, you guys can ask your questions and uh, hopefully uh, you can answer them on the air. Uh, but doing radio play-by-play is huge. You have to be descriptive. It's, mm-hmm. it's much harder than obviously even TV because you, you need, she is the eyes uh, to what you're mm-hmm. listening to. So mm-hmm. big congrats. If you know to anything her. about broadcasting too, the radio you have to fill in every little detail that they cannot see. And it is much more difficult. You have to describe positions on the court where each person is, mm-hmm. each person's name, what kind of pass, like what kind of shot, if it banked in, if it rolled out, a foul, the official's names. There's just so much that goes into it that when you're watching it, you might not need to describe. Mm-hmm. But when you're on the radio, you got to be the eyes for the, the listener because they can't see anything. It's so much harder. Yeah, it, it, big shout out to her and, you know, the women in the industry. Um, you, you know, you see it uh, as an evolution. Um, you know, maybe Becky Hammond would be a coach. Uh, she's been up for interviews for a while. I, I think she'll get a job in this coming off season. Oh yeah. Uh, if you watched her, seen Candace Parker at the TNT studio. She does um, pretty good work. Um, she's doing, she was a dual threat, playing in mm-hmm. the bubble and doing uh, broadcast work with TNT. So you know mm-hmm. she's. Uh, big shout out to her and maybe this will lead to networks um, you know baseball football mm-hmm. you see them as sideline reporters uh, some teams already have them as their uh, uh, color analyst so you know just a, another big uh, accomplishment in her career and for the, uh, mm-hmm. the league Definitely. Um, Swing Cash is another one. Like she does the MSG post games with the Knicks with, in the halftime show with Alan Hahn. She's really good. She's been doing it for, I want to say, about five years now since she really stopped playing. Mm-hmm. She's really mm-hmm. good, too. And her and Alan Hahn, those others who I love like listening to because they're so good with each other. So they're everywhere. You just got to look in, look and see. I mean, yeah. you're going to see more of this, too, because you're looking at, like, you see Rachel Nichols, who's been doing a great job. She mm-hmm. hosts the jump, but she does a great job with the interviews uh, on, on the court side. And then you have, like, Taylor Rooks, who is mm-hmm. only, like, 23 years old. She is mm-hmm. going to be something huge in the NBA media world. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're, there's a lot of uh, young potential with female broadcasters around basketball. Yeah, man. Big, big shout-out to them. 
Um, so we'll be listening to uh, Doris tonight and, you know, congratulations to her. Um, also in the news this week, um, a good friend, Delonte West, uh, um, former Cav, former Mav, really going on hard times. Uh, mm -hmm. Mark Cuban, America's owner, appears uh, <laughs> to get to get my man out of trouble. Um, entered rehab. You know, sad sight to see when you know one of the. I mean, he wasn't a big player in the league, but you know he's recognizable. But yeah. watch someone fall on hard times is, is tough to watch. Mm -hmm. That that definitely comes from you know people that you think that's you know think they are your best friends and they digging in your pockets, digging in your pockets, and you just keep giving and giving and giving, and then one day you don't have anything else and. Of course, when all your money's gone, that's pretty much it. You know, money stays. I mean, money goes. Honey goes, whatever Fabulous said. And it's just, it's so bad, man. See, he was, like you said, he was a decent player. He wasn't bad. And see him like that, you know, with the cardboard sign. And that, that's, that's disheartening, man. Because it's, it's so bad. But shout out to Mark Cuban, man. That guy... How can you hate that guy? I don't understand how you would just hate him, but it was so good that he did that, you know. It's, and I think you need more of that, not even from just seeing the guy on the street. You know, mental health awareness, I, like we discussed before, you know, the Kevin Loves and stuff like that. Who knows what he was going through for him to get to that point as well. So shout out to him for doing that. It, it, I mean, these guys have so much money that, you know, you can call them cheap you can – say that they don't want to pay players or don't want to pay for certain things. It doesn't cost anything to be a good person at mm -hmm. the end of the day. And uh, you see now that, you know, how divided we are as people in this country that it's nice to see that a former employer comes out and takes care of a former employee. I'll, I'll be it probably uh, waited a little too long to do so, but at least he did it. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously West played with the Mavs in 2010, 2011. Mm -hmm. um, not every owner has to do this. Not every uh, team or organization has to look out for former players, but you've seen how many players now go broke after their career is over, after making mm -hmm. millions of dollars uh, playing a, a game that we'd all kill to get paid to play. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, no yep. one teaches you how to monitor, like how to take care of your finances, how to, exactly. uh, how to budget yourself, how to invest in stocks and how to, how to just make that money keep making itself for you. So you don't get, you know, those things don't get taught, especially when you're becoming a basketball player. All, you have a lot of money and not a lot of time and sometimes it's easy for this to happen. So shout out to Mark Cuban for being a good person and looking out for someone uh, when they needed it the most. And, you know, uh, mental health is a big thing and no, nobody should be ashamed of speaking out when they need help. And addiction is an even bigger problem that mm -hmm. you no know, one seems to talk about because most of the time I would say people don't realize they have a problem or think they have a problem. Uh, I hate to see what happened to Delonte West and I'm glad he's getting help. And I hope Mark Cuban doesn't just do this and put him in rehab and say, all right, cool. Like you're good now. Like maybe if he needs a job in the future, let's get him a job. Let's get him in the facility. I don't mm -hmm. care what kind of job it is. Like, I'm not saying to give him a coaching position or anything, but like, let's get him a consistent income here uh, and make him a, a important part of society. So he's not like looking for change on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. Like there's no way you should become an NBA player for a decade for, to, to being homeless. It's just, it's not right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. And I will also say that it's also up to the, to Delonte West you know, mm -hmm. now that he has to help, 
you know, to, to follow through with it, you know, yep. we put you on this path, but now it's up to you to follow through, get mm-hmm. yourself right. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, make the right steps and do whatever you can to get yourself back on your feet because you can only help those who want to help themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Absolutely. everybody's going to remember him for his uh, entanglements with a... Uh, See, I wasn't gonna go there. I wasn't gonna go there. No, uh, we, uh, we, we on a step back. I'm we sorry. gotta do it. We gotta do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> do it. Everybody was gonna remember him for that, but you know, Word. it's it would flip the script and you know change everything. Uh, you could change the narrative for him, and you know, I, I I hope he's on able to get on his feet and you know, you know, live productively and really take care of, uh, of his mental health state. Cause mm-hmm. this is, I mean, this wasn't the first time we've seen videos of him. So nah. yeah. it's like three or four. Now the first one was just, he was all on something, man. I, it's just it's sad. Just can't even and shout out to his mom too. Right? She, she kind of asked Cuban for help to help get mm-hmm. Dante help because she obviously couldn't get through to Delonte and mm-hmm. she thought Cuban could help and he did. So good job on her uh, getting, uh, getting some action on there and trying to, to help Delonte. So I mean, credit to her, her, his mom on that too, because she could have just said, you know what, you're not going to listen to me, go ahead and do your thing. And, you know, just mm-hmm. rot in the world. And she didn't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to Mark Cuban. Um, so now we're going to go into how we, got into our finals matchup of the Lakers and the Heat. We're going to take it back to last week with the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. Um, We spoke a bit last week about, you know, the the depth of Boston's bigs. Um, You had mentioned before about Taco Fall maybe getting some run. He never Mm -hmm. did, but we saw much more of Ennis Cantor. Um, You know, I mean, you know, he was productive for what he does. He grabs a lot of yeah. offensive rebounds, but he can't he can't defend on a pick and roll. Exactly. Slow. He's flat footed and, and you once you get him beyond a pick and roll, you're done. He's done. He can't I just he can't ever get back on deed. Brad this is on Brad Stevens. I don't care what anybody says. I, I I'm going out on a limb. This is on Brad Stevens. You you have just a reliable big man out there that can clog up the middle and help you and then just let his team basically lose leads, lose leads, lose leads. Didn't change anything about it. He would just let them just go cold, and then that was all she wrote. They could have had a 3-0 lead. They could have easily won the series. It's not like they were whipped into submission. They gave the series away. It's Shout-out to the Heat. They did their thing, but Boston gave it away. There was There's no reason why Boston shouldn't be in the finals right now, and now they got to spend the whole offseason just reflecting, like, damn, we really blew that. And they took advantage of it. And then Tyler. When does, the narrative, when does the narrative on Brad Stevens change? Because everyone <laughs> just acknowledges that he's a great coach and no exactly. one ever questions it, you know? Thank you. Uh, this was the first time I've really seen that he got out coached big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Eric Spolstra, you know, has been a coach in this league for a very long time. And he doesn't always get the credit that he deserves because he had Wade and LeBron and Bosch. Mm-hmm. But this is a Spolstra special here. This is the first time Spolstra coached his way to a finals. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Butler helps and the roster is really good, but they are so well coached. And Absolutely. At, at some point we have to say to like Brad Stevens, man, make an adjustment, my friend. Like, exactly. I, 
everyone says that, oh, he doesn't need stars or Kyrie's not the perfect fit for him because he's too uh, a guy who's too selfish and will take too many shots. Okay, well, now you have your own team, a bunch of guys who are supposed to be young and developed together, and you blew it for them. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is a big red, red flag if I'm a Celtics fan who loves Brad Stevens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this, this series, it, it was all about just the young guys, you know. Duncan, all daddy talk was jump as Robin said, Tyler, I need a Tyler, we need a hero. I mean, this was this was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome to see, man. It's just I love when the young guys just come out of nowhere and just start showing that thing a ball. You knew Tyler Hero can ball because you saw him at Kentucky, but he stepped it up. You know, he took Kyle Kuzma's girl. He is balling. Man, that kid is winning right now. <laughs> Woo, go ahead, Tyler. Yeah, man. Uh, you look at here in the highlights in game four, this was Tyler Hero's game. He dropped uh, 34. And, you know, Jalen Brown and, and the Celtics here, they were making a pretty strong comeback mm-hmm. uh, until, uh, you know, Hero now icing the game and the Celtics win game four. And after this game, this is when uh, Marcus Smart had the locker room blow up mm-hmm. with the rest of the team. Uh you talk about Brad Stevens and his lack of ability to make adjustments. Uh, do you think the teammates or Stevens have lost a locker room? I think so. <laughs> I really think so. They just, every time they would get down, they, they would come back out flat from the half. I don't, he's just, I don't know if it's, t- if he's too nice, but he's just, man, I wish I can, think of a coach that would when their team just took oh even though I love him Mike Woodson would do it instead of making his adjustments he just get these dumbass looks on his face he just <laughs> oh, oh they losing leads huh oh just try better guys we need to we need to get back on D and you know hit some of our shot no shit man you know who I want to see coach the team Greg Popovich give, give wow. Greg Popovich on his damn squad and watch him coach I, I guarantee they would do a lot better but Brad Stevens I I'm going to keep saying it. He's, he's just – he's not – this is not his kind of team. Give him a younger team like the Pelicans. Put him over there. Let him do his thing over there. But this team that's constructed to actually just win, it's Brad Stevens, it's, he's not it. Uh, I, I don't think I'm wrong. Maybe he'll prove me wrong next year or the year after. But look all the skill they had on this team. Tatum, Kimba. You know, everybody complain, oh, it was Kyrie. It was Kyrie. What happened? You, you got bounced. Mm-hmm. What Kyrie can sit back and smile now and go, huh, it wasn't me. I mean, Kimba, Brown, Tatum, Tice. They um, got Gordon Hayward back. I mean, Gordon he didn't Hayward play very back. well, but he came yeah. back. Yeah, you have him. You know, you have, you know, Carson Edwards. You never used him. He could be a walking bucket. I mean, yeah. I mean, you have what's his name? Grant Williams, another skilled player. They had skilled players on the bench. Wanamaker, he can hit an open three. But they played Williams and Watermaker way too much in that yeah, season. Absolutely. Those guys, those guys are not rotation guys in oh, deep in the playoffs. But <laughs> even give it, give it, give it a Carson Edwards. He's quick into the lane. You know, get yeah. He can draw fouls. He's a quick kind of guy. Use him. But I, oh, man. I, I just want to say this: Celtics fans love Daniel Tice, and I don't really understand it. Um, <laughs> he he got so much playing time and just got worked by <laughs> Oh yeah. And there's just no adjustments. And I look, this is a young team. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I think they lost the locker room. Brad Stevens has, is, you know, 
four years into his tenure now as a Celtics head coach, all of these players for the most part are like 25 or younger. Mm-hmm. So I'm not willing to just say this has been a failed experiment. Like I'm way more willing to say Philly is a lost cause. Like you can, you can bail on that Philly situation and restart. The Celtics team still has a good core of young players that, mm-hmm. and like Brad Stevens, I want to th- say he could figure it out, but he's showing that he's a college coach right now. He's got to make better adjustments in That's the NBA it. if he wants to have a longevity with this team, or he's always going to be a guy similar to where I think like a Joe Girardi in baseball, mm-hmm. where Joe Girardi always gets more out of his players when they're young guys and there's not a lot expected from them. Mm-hmm. The Celtics now have playoff experiment experience. They've been in the playoffs the last three years and made deep runs the last three years. Now's the time, man. This should have been the year that you're in the finals and you're not. Mm-hmm. That's it. They should have been up three nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, you know, you you, you mentioned uh, Daniel Tice and 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 his canter, and it's been much made of the fact that this Boston team just didn't have the bigs to keep up with Bam. And look at Game Six and the closing. Uh, minutes here, Bam for this game went for 32 and 14 and showed he was the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it was another another miss, another mislead. Y- yeah, mm-hmm. and Boston came back in this game as well. Yep. But once you Miami went into the, the zone, yeah. Well, can you tell me what the hell happened to Kemba too? Like, he, I feel like he had a whole like a horrible playoff. Yes. I mean, everyone yes. said how bad Kyrie was, but Kemba was really Kemba bad. Was all bad. Time. He he had a few moments, but it was nothing of significance. And you need to stop showing Myers Leonard every time he did something. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had to let that go. He's over there. If you don't sit your ass down and grab a towel, but <laughs> but yeah, definitely they got worked and they. Oh man, it's another game. They just let it go. And Dragic was another one that just he he just I don't know if he found the found the youth or he. I don't know what he did, but good grief. And that's Mr. Undrafted right there. Just another – man, I hate Pat Riley. I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> oh, man, this, this is just – this is crazy. This this is just smacking me in the face. It's every time, just Tyler Hero, Bam on the bio, 13, 14 pick, Duncan Robinson, undrafted. You get Jimmy Butler from Minnesota. I mean, this, damn, from Philly – no, not Minnesota, sorry, for a free agent. This just – this hurts, but – all I mean, Spolstra was a video coordinator, for God's sake. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Look at this. Wait. Oh, come on. Come on. We, you're going to coach the team. You, you're good. You know that. You got your knowledge. Riley just said, listen, we're going to build a winner. He's been building a winner since 97. And, well, excuse me. Excuse me. Not, never mind. I forgot he left on contract with the Knicks, you know, since 96, 97. Yeah, he just left and he built the team up. And this is what you get when you get the right, you know, front office in place. I don't know anything about that, but shout out to Pat Riley. You know, speaking of front offices, (laughs) speaking of front offices, the Celtics may, one of the rumors uh, discussed was Gordon Hayward Mm -hmm. for Victor Oladipo and Miles Turner. Ooh. Now that's got some picks in there or something? You got a lot of picks in there. I'm pretty sure there's picks, but those were the the, the main players in in that proposed trade. (laughs) Boston, I love that take deal for that Boston. shit and yeah. run, run. That yeah, <laughs> that that's a snatching run, man. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I, uh, like I forget the name of the Celtics former Celtic that is the general manager. Uh, Danny Ainge. Yeah, yep. hey, Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge is a good. Uh, uh, 
I won't even say he's he's a great GM, but he's really good at drafting. Oh, uh, and he's really good at trading, and especially with the Brooklyn Nets, I should say. <laughs> um, but he, I shouldn't even say he's really good at drafting. He's hit on some players that have yes. panned out, but he also has he he also has like uh, random Mel, um, Fab Mellows in there and stuff like that. But um, man, he, he's really oh, good he- at. Yeah, RIP. And he's really good at swindling teams that just aren't willing to get rid of uh, players here. So, I mean, Brooklyn took on all of those contracts, uh, Paul Pierce and the KGs, uh, and gave up all these picks that ended up being what the Celtics are today. So, if the Celtics somehow turned that also into acquiring Victor Oladipo and, and Miles Turner, uh, I mean, the Celtics, the Celtics have got to make the finals at, the, at that point. Easily. Because Miles Turner, that's the rim protector you need. Plus, he's yeah. learning how to shoot. What? And he's only what twenty five, twenty six. Then you get Oladipo could play next. Oh, and then oh man, just the possibilities there. If I if I was a Celtics fan, I would get a hard on right then and there. I mean, that's that's what you want right there, man. Yeah, front court depth is, is what they needed, you know. And Philly took that from them when they took Horford, mm-hmm. which was a bad fit for Philly, and they never adequately replaced him. Daniel Tice, he's a, he's a solid player, but he's a backup. Mm-hmm. He's not, you know, going to get you to the next level against the Bams, against the the Giannis's, the Brook Lopez's of, of the world. You know, he's going to give you his six fouls, and that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, definitely true. Yeah, that, that's definitely one of the rumors coming out of uh, Boston, uh, possible Hayward for uh, Miles Turner and. Victor Oladipo. Why would you want to get rid of Miles Turner? What, what the hell did he do wrong? <laughs> I, I, I think India is just going in a whole new direction with you know failed experiments and figure they got to try something new. Who the hell they have? T.J. Leaf? They still got him? Like mm-hmm. what? What the hell is going on over there? No, nah, matter of fact, screw up your organization. I hate y'all too. Screw it up. Please do it. I'm begging you. Well, yeah, they're, they're on a they're on a search for a coach as well. So you know, it, it could be That's just true. a total blow up with Sabonis there, and they maybe get Chauncey Billups or Becky Hammond, and yeah. maybe just do like a uh, a retool. I was early this season. I was hearing about Sabonis. They might actually not even let him go too. And I'm just like, what are y'all doing? Y'all not trying to win at all. You just and they're one of the teams that's always consistently in the playoffs so you would think okay let's just keep making it better let's get better and they just they turn it they tear it down they retool and then but i don't know man yeah, i don't mind them moving up from oladipo necessarily though because mm-hmm. he wasn't really the same guy after that injury but nah, he wasn't. i don't know about getting rid of turner i i, I like the core <laughs> that they have there you yeah. might have to get something back and try to you know still compete mm-hmm. that front court is nice man that's both can be 20. Give me Oladipo guys. on the Lakers, man. Come on, Plank it, call him up. Hey, hey man. <laughs> if anybody want to get players away, you might as well. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Would you give up Kuzma, though? I would. I don't think I would even think twice about that. I think Oladipo <laughs> is a better player than Kuzma. But I also think at that point you're not going to re-sign KCP, which is an addition by subtraction. And uh-huh. then, you know, we're rolling one there with Oladipo. And then Oladipo was one of the guys who's in your crunch time lineup. And I don't think that's a bad thing either. That would be kind of nice, AD, LeBron, and Oli. Huh. Huh. Sign me up. Man. What is it like to have good players? <laughs> I just, I just had to ask you guys that. <laughs> I mean, it's been over 20, almost, it's over a decade it's, now. 
kind of nice. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. It's kind of yeah. nice. <laughs> man, I get Kobe's and man, get championships. Even Leon's on the on the uptrend. Who I get? Alfred Payton. Julius Randle, bud. Spin cycle. Yeah. Number thirty. Yeah, damn right, my man. I, I like Julius. Yeah, I, I give him props. But then we get. What, you do, know, what are you guys gonna give up for Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook? Because one of those guys is gonna be a neck. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I get a lot. Uh, I hear a lot of guys about Westbrook. I wouldn't mind Westbrook if we didn't give up that much for him. I would. Why not? I mean, he's got forty-seven million on the books. I'm like, that's fine. Would, I don't want that. Listen, we need yeah. some kind of excitement. What the hell? <laughs> we need something. Do Dream I want to see it? No. Listen, just just stick with the picks. Just stick with them. Draft right. That's all I asked for. I've been begging for it for years. Draft right. We got the new, you know, Kenny Payne from Kentucky. We got the guy from the um, Utah that he helped them out a lot. I mean, it's they're getting better. But let's see come draft time how they can piss me off. But let's keep going with this the other subjects where I get really irritated and start ranting. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> oh no, it, it, it's cool because. Uh... Also got some playoff baseball. This is some a wild year in sports, and Cleveland is up four nothing on the Yankees. God, so what the damn Yankees can't do nothing right, man. I, I want them. I'm telling you, I just want to make me look good. Yeah, y'all going to the ALCS? You about to win seven nothing? And y'all, who the hell is pitching? Oh, never mind. Never mind. I thought he was supposed there was to be a good. rain delay. I'm not blaming Tanaka for that. It's a rain delay. He's no jig. He's no Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Let me have that. That's all I got. Just let me have it. All right. I got nothing. No. I got nothing. <laughs> no, but yeah, they they're making a series. Oh, yeah, that's that was a bad bounce. But yeah. um, but yeah, definitely, it's I'm loving what's happening in the bubble, man. We we discussed it. We all came on and said, who's gonna step it up? What young guys are gonna make that you know transition to be stars? And you're seeing it now. And basketball is really, and I think they came to the forefront. No, no COVID test came back positive. We had wings and wings and thighs, and man, this is sneaking into the bubble. You had action, you had drama. It's like TNT. Yeah, great. Yeah, man, it's it's really been surprising, Um, rather refreshing. Mm -hmm. And you know, while we have our good friend Randy on. and I know you speak a lot on on uh, football. Um, but today, um, Titans and the Steelers were postponed for pos- positive uh, COVID test. Uh, mm-hmm. What are you guys uh, plan to bring on your show? I, what was the question, Leon? I apologize. Oh, oh, yeah, you. Uh, I know we uh, had some positive tests for the Titans, but. You know, I don't yeah. know if you had any thoughts as far as your show for the, uh, uh, the Audible there. Well, here's the thing of difference. The NBA did everything right, and they took every precaution and protocol in the book and decided, like, all right, we're going to do the right thing. We're going to make these guys quarantine for three weeks. And if we're in a secluded, isolated area where everyone has been in this area and have not has not left, then we should be able to play basketball and not have any positive cases. And the bubble has proven to be – has worked. Uh, it worked in the NBA. It worked in the NHL. Um, baseball minus a few teams here uh, had issues early on, but overall they've had success as well. They did regional bubble situations, which uh, still is a, l- a lot more risk than what the NBA did. 
Mm -hmm. The NFL just said, screw it. We're going to just do this thing and we're not going to allow fans everywhere. Uh, They're going to allow fans some places, but not everywhere. It's, it's a mess how the NFL Mm -hmm. just decided this thing wasn't going to be around by the time the the football season came around. (laughs) Uh, The NFL just was like, you know what? We're not going to do any bubble nonsense. And it's harder to do a bubble with the player rosters in the NFL and the coaching Mm -hmm. rosters. Like, it's not necessarily realistic, but, um, you know, I was impressed with hard knocks, with the, the protocols they were taking, with the testing and the masks and everything. Um, but when you're not isolated um, and you're not – you're still traveling on planes and you're all in different cities with different infection rates, like it was only a matter of time mm-hmm. before this happened to the NFL. The NBA led the way here on how this can be done and how it can work. The difference is – the NBA was doing this to finish the season. So they came in, they only had a handful of games before the playoffs started, and now they're going to do the playoffs and then the finals, and then it's a wrap. I don't know if the NBA could do a whole season in a bubble because then you're telling players they're going to be away from their families for a whole year. That's mm-hmm. different than doing it for a couple months. The NFL could never do that. Um, but what the NFL could learn from the NBA is how to be more responsible. <laughs> uh, the NFL has yet to – to prove that they care really about anything other than making money and uh, uh, having entertaining football games, which I'm not a businessman, but I can understand that. Uh, But the NBA set the blueprint on how to make this work. Um, And the NHL followed suit and they they had success uh, in their bubbles in Canada. But uh, the NFL so far, uh, so it's been okay. And obviously this is the first outbreak, but, I'm afraid of what's going to happen in the future if this happens to a few teams because you can't just make up games with doubleheaders like you did in baseball. Mm-hmm. And as usual, you get great insight from Randy from Only Audible, Tuesdays, Fridays, Fridays midday, Tuesdays, yeah. 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Oh, can, I, can I just say one thing? Yeah. Why you always got to talk shit about the Jets? I told you y'all to skip it. I told y'all to skip the game. No, y'all didn't want to listen. I just want please just skip it. I don't want to hear anything about it. But no, had the rant and rave. Sam Darno's regressing. We know. I get it. And Matt, I'm going to catch you too. I'm going to get on that show. And we're we going to go at it. It's just going to happen. Just, just Look, man, we are, we are a football show. We talk about teams good, bad, ugly. Doesn't matter, man. You know what? You knew the segment was coming. You could have just turned us off for a couple minutes. I can't. You know what? We would our, our feelings would have been hurt. You know? No, I can't. <laughs> Got to be dedicated, whether I like it or not. But you know what? As long as I'm out there talking about the Giants every week, we're going to be up there talking about the Jets. It's that, only that, fair. That's I got to sit there and complain and tell you how awful Dave Gettleman is and how he's ruined my life for the last few years. <laughs> now I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk about about the Jets too. But hey, <laughs> you don't have Adam Gase. Well, you're not going to have Adam Gase for much longer. I believe, thank, I believe that. Thank the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Broncos. Sorry. Oh, man. Rip it, rip the, it. The Lakers uh, finished off the Nuggets in five. Uh, must to, you know, LeBron, AD, two triple doubles in the series. Um, after game two, buzzer beater. You know, game three, LeBron, you know, the Lakers sent the video saying how we needed more free throws. <laughs> they got more free throws. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. <laughs> what is DJ Greenlander? <laughs> we taking it back? <laughs> LeBron, LeBron's hilarious sometimes, man. LeBron is so funny, bro. Like, <laughs> didn't, he go, didn't he go like five or six straight years without fouling out in a game? 
Mm-hmm. Like, you telling me that that guy didn't foul out one time? Like, he didn't, he's one of the most physical basketball players in the history of the sport. You're telling me <laughs> that one time in six years he couldn't foul out? Get out of here. Oh, Talk all Stanton, home run. All right, sorry. Who? Stanton. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no. <laughs> I forgot him for a second. <laughs> I got excited. No, it's no, no, that's no problem. Yeah. Yeah, this is Looking at the uh, game four. Uh, Lakers up in the series two to one. Um, you know, this is after game three where they complained about uh, LeBron getting <laughs> foul calls. What LeBron do? Go to the line 14 times. <laughs> Gosh darn it. LeBron but, wouldn't need to go to the line more if he didn't shoot 72% from the line and he made his damn free throws. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand why he was just so historically crappy at the line. I don't, I don't get that. I don't know, man, but the greatest of the greats are always over 80%. That, that is true. And he also needs to stop shooting threes. That's starting to piss me off, man. I'm not a Lakers fan, but damn. I don't you know, know what, though? Sometimes you need him. Sometimes you need him to take one because you got to keep the defenders honest. And when he's feeling it, I, I'm not mad at it. I guess, but he's just... Ugh. It's definitely not a strong suit, but there are times you got to keep the defense honest. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about playoff Rondo. All right, we're gonna talk about this for a second. Scottie Pippen actually said the bubble. I don't know if you if y'all heard this, but Scottie Pippen said something about the bubble not being a real the real NBA because you got Rondo shooting fifty percent, and if it was in the regular season, that wouldn't have happened. Well, I mean, what what's y'all take on that? I just had to bring that up. That just popped into my head. I mean, it's not the real. Look, NBA. Rondo is one of those guys who elevates his game in the playoffs. I think it's kind of fluky that he's shooting so well, but at the end of the day, I don't think the bubble has anything to do with that. I, I think he'd be annoying whether we if this was normal or not. Damn, the Bulls just hate on everything, huh? They so to be such winners, you would they bitch at a lot. Yeah, and I'll yeah. come on, bring, bring your Bulls fan. Come on, bring it up. Come on, bring it. Come on, bring them in the comments. Why you like the wine so much? Yeah, a lot. Oh well, it's not a real. They're playing. They're in the NBA, right? You see Jerry West. You know the logo. Yeah. They're on the court. You know, last time I checked, we're we're watching the NBA. I could be wrong, Scotty, yeah. but you know. Just bad because future took your girl. Oh, I'm sorry. Wrong subject. <laughs> uh, <laughs> unlimited. No, I'm sorry. See, that just ties yeah. into it. <laughs> that just Everything tied... all just make full circle. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, the, thing, the thing about Rondo, though, is like, look, you leave me wide open for three, I'm going to make some of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's only like he's a professional basketball player. I know he's mm-hmm. not known for it, but they are playing so far off of him. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, you're asking him to shoot. So if he shoots fifty exactly. percent, why are you shocked? I mean, I, we're like I, I've, I've been playing. I play basketball for half my life now. Mm-hmm. I can't make NBA threes wide open, really. <laughs> but you know, you leave me open from like a college or high school range wide open. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make shots. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. these guys are tra- like professional basketball players. They shoot mm-hmm. thousands of shots every day. Like I don't understand why it's just so shocking. Mm-hmm. I, I just I don't get it. Like you said, he's battle tested. Some world yeah. champion, man. What, Those 08 it? Celtics, man. He'll tell yeah. you he's a champion. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> man, but it all comes is... back to the damn 08 Celtics. And it, see? It always happens. <laughs> damn Doc Rivers. Hey, KG got a ring, so that I was I was kind of fulfilled with that one. But um but yeah. Damn sure ain't 08 no more, but <laughs> he is looking good, though. That that whole team is look. Except for Kyle Kuzma, I and I said it one game. What was the what was it the game? The Kyle Kuzma game, we want to call it. 
What was it game five or game six? When he really stepped it up. Had to... No, game five, well, I'm sorry. Any... game five, yeah, I'm sorry. Game five, I'm sorry. Okay. Wait, well, uh, he really didn't play that well in either. What was it? Against Portland? Was it... No. Yeah, Portland is when he played well, but. No, I think he had a good game against Denver. No. Damn, he was that yeah, bad. I, I don't remember him playing very well in any of those games. Excuse me. I stand corrected. Damn. See? Should have traded him for Marcus Morris. But, I mean, every other – well, Mark Keith has been all right, but um, – Yeah, he's he, – no, he's garbage. But, <laughs> I mean, Dwight Dwight played well. Dwight turned it back to Fox. kind of reinvented himself. So, I, I give credit to Dwight. I mean, a lot of these guys have been stepping up. I actually will agree with Dwight Howard. But, once again, soft. All right? In my Kobe voice. <laughs> Dwight Howard <laughs> – Cannot be trying to punk anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't work for him. You, you sweet as yeah. cupcake there, buddy. No, don't, don't do it. But yeah, but hey, yeah. he turned it back the clock. It looks like 08 to see going back to 08. 08 to freaking. <laughs> I mean, it's looking like prime Howard right now. This is it's pretty awesome to see. I mean, Leon, I mean it, it, and it's it's prime Howard without the, the unnecessary post-ups, too. That's true. So he's he's picking roll, he's catching oops, mm-hmm. and dunking mm-hmm. him with authority, playing great mm-hmm. defense. I love what I've seen from Dwight Howard in the play. Oh, in the yeah, for sure, for sure. Hey, second time around's the charm, eh? And that dude AD, man. He is... I love these purple jerseys. I love definitely, them. Definitely, definitely. But, yeah, this... You know, Denver, I think they just ran out of gas. Uh, that was that was pretty much it. They yeah. coming back from the 3-1 leads, and they just they ran out of it. Lakers too too strong. AD sniffing his finger. I mean, he's... Murray Murray was banged up, which I think hurt them, obviously. Yeah, he was that. He was sick or something like that. But, yeah. you know, Joker can only do so much, and mm-hmm. the hell is J.L. Smith doing it? But, you know, King James doing what he does, you yeah. know. Game Game Five was it was LeBron's uh, LeBron's game. He said, "You know, mm-hmm. we're making the finals. I don't care what any of you say." Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, LeBron carried us in that that fourth quarter in that Game Five, and, and you know, he he appeared to be a man on a mission. He, mm-hmm. I, I believe, he ended the game with like eight three points. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Michael Porter Jr. like he want to cry in the corner. Yeah, you know, in, in this Game Five here, Jeremy Grant played really well. I think mm-hmm. he's. He yeah. opted out for um, a bigger deal. Oh yeah, so he's he's going to get paid. Mm-hmm. But Jeremy Grant played well. Uh, Joker played well, and mm-hmm. Murray was hurt in the second half. He said it. He was playing with a bad hamstring. Uh, mm-hmm. Benny busted up his knee. Mm-hmm. He really got into it. Um, like, but like you say, the Nuggets just ran out of gas. You can only mm-hmm. come back from three one so many times. Mm-hmm. And going against LeBron and AD here is it's. That's ended the role for them. Um, I, I think. Shout out to them, though. They never gave up. The fight was yeah. there for them throughout. So mm-hmm. I give credit to the Nuggets, man. Absolutely. Bright future. Yeah, I, I do too. And uh, we spoke about it a little bit before. Um, mm-hmm. Back in the Jazz series, when they were down 3 1, we thought that would cost Malone his job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, coming back twice and uh, Conley shot just. Rimming out, mm. really uh, saved Mike Malone's job because I'm pretty sure he'd be looking for one now if that mm-hmm. shot went down. So um, <laughs> credit to the Nuggets for fighting, changing their uh, stigma uh, as a soft team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we get into the Lakers and the Heat. Um, game one tonight, uh, 
What are you guys looking for from each team? Tenacity. I mean, they, the story writes itself. You know, LeBron against his old team, you know, the whole decision all goes back to Miami, shocked everybody with going with Wade and Bosh and, you know, building their little dynasty. I won't call it a, you know, big dynasty. They ain't win that much. But, um, but yeah, it's coming out. Jimmy Butler, his first time in the finals, this is what he wanted. You know, everybody said Jimmy couldn't be that leader. And he's doing it. And he's, he's, he's right there. And LeBron, you know, looking at, he's already submitted his legacy to me. But, you know, it's, it's time to add on now. And I don't think anybody is doing what he's done at his age, year of 17. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't, I don't think we'll see something like this again. Usually we're seeing guys break down at the end of their careers, you know, barely getting around. But this dude is freaking competing like he's 24, 25 again. And, and it's crazy to mm-hmm. see. But this is going to be a really good series, man. I, I, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I uh, I give a lot of credit for the NBA and the bubble. The basketball mm-hmm. in the bubble has been fantastic, but I do feel robbed that we're not getting a Staples Center crowd and we're not getting yeah. a crowd in Miami because those are great fan bases. And mm-hmm. Miami always embraced those Miami teams when they were in the finals. And the Lakers mm-hmm. obviously come out with the stars. Uh, it's been 10 years since Lakers were in the finals. It would be so nice to be in Staples for this. So I think I'm going to really miss the fan aspect of this in the series, especially. You know, you got L.A. and South Beach. You got all these this flashiness in these two cities. Like, I think that would have been a huge storyline as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, with all of my teams, uh, there's so much tradition and history with them all. And with the Lakers, it goes back to Jerry West and Will Chamberlain. It goes to Magic and Kareem, to Kobe mm-hmm. and Shaq. And now it's LeBron and Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not homegrown guys like a lot of those guys were previously, but this is the big man and the, the, the dynamic duo. They've always had these two headed monsters where they have the two greats that lead them to championships. Mm-hmm. And now it is time for a new era to come in. And I don't expect this window to last very long. I don't even expect this to turn into a long running dynasty because I don't know how much LeBron has left, mm-hmm. but this is a chance for this Lakers team to, implement themselves into Lakers lore. Um, this is LeBron's legacy has already been determined as far as I'm concerned. He has already won three championships. I know he's lost six already, but this just brings him to a whole nother level. If he can win a third championship with a third different team, mm-hmm. uh, this is like we, we talked about his 10th finals. Like there's only four other guys in the history of the sport that have been to 10 finals. Mm-hmm. He is, you know, one of the most unique, players in the history of the sport he is i mean i i will always probably side on the uh, side of michael jordan as the greatest basketball player ever but if lebron wins this one it's going to be hard for many of us to deny that he is the greatest and if he's not the greatest he's second and Mm -hmm. you know he it's it's one and one and two with those two guys and it's not even close Mm -hmm. but this goes back to me uh, and we'll talk about the matchups individually with basketball speaking Mm -hmm. but you know we came on this we started all these podcasts back in january and Obviously, Kobe Bryant and his daughter and those seven other people died in a helicopter crash. The whole goal of the season from that point on was to win this championship for Kobe Bryant. He meant so much to so many Laker fans and to this franchise. He And I don't know how to explain it to you guys if you haven't had a franchise that's seen a championship, let alone multiple championships. Like, I get made fun of for my Jeter love. I get made fun of for my Kobe love. Those guys helped me, might help me see five championships each, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you go your whole life trying to see one. They won five. Like, I can't even put that into words. Like, Eli Manning won two Super Bowls, and you want me to apologize for being an Eli Manning fan? No. Mm -hmm. Like, those things don't happen for people. Like, I'm not going to apologize for that. You see five championships? 
I, I saw five championships. I saw five from the Lakers and I saw five from the Yankees before I was 18 years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was a spoiled brat of a kid who saw so mm-hmm. many championships. And like mm-hmm. I don't take that stuff for granted. And those things made me so happy. No, also, when you, when you play sports, you have idols in sports that you watch and what you play. Kobe Bryant is why I love to play basketball on top mm-hmm. of that. And playing basketball is how I have still some of the best friends I ever had in my life. If mm-hmm. I didn't love sports the way I love, I wouldn't be on this show with you guys right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, Kobe Bryant's death is the most impactful celebrity death in my lifetime, and I don't think I'll ever have one greater. It changed me who I was as a person. Like, sports do- doesn't define us. It's not People say it doesn't matter, but to me, it means everything. I don't walk out of a room without leave someone without saying I love them anymore because mm-hmm. tomorrow is never granted. Anything could happen to any of us at any given moment. So mm-hmm. for me, I know I, I take each and every single day and appreciate it for what it is, but this whole goal for this season was to win it for Bean. And there's a clip from Kobe in the 2009 NBA Finals that's been going around Twitter right now. They were up 2-0 in the Magic, and Kobe looks pissed. And there's mm-hmm. a reporter, I believe it was Dave McLennan, and he goes, Kobe, why you look so angry? You're up 2-0. And he goes, What's there to be happy about? Job's exactly. not finished. Mm-hmm. And that is the mood. Job's not finished. Let's go. Let's get this, baby. Let's do it. Well said. Yeah, man. LeBron has that same look on his face. Mm-hmm. Right now, two triple-doubles in that Nugget series. Um, him and AD, I mean, they look like they're going to be um, a real force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. But the matchups here – are a little bit different against Miami than it would have been against Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see any equalizers for LeBron and AD? Hmm. Well, I, I have some matchups that I'm worried about as a Lakers fan. Um, and, you know, I worry about any good shooting team in general because the Lakers are not the greatest shooting team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talk about Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. They're perfect wing shooters. And – the Lakers have decent wing defenders, but if those guys get hot, I don't know what they can do about it. But the matchup that I've talked myself into giving the Lakers the most problems is at the point guard position, and Goran Dragic is the X factor to me for the mm-hmm. Miami Heat. Um, you know, Lillard was kind of banged up on the Lakers series. He didn't get the chance to play all that well. Westbrook was kind of banged up, didn't get the chance to play all that well. And then Jamal Murray gets hurt. So the Lakers kind of had some fortunate luck their way with the, the point guards that they played in the Western Conference and their injuries. Uh, Goran Dragic is not an explosive guy like those three guys are. He is just consistent, crafty. He is going to mm-hmm. give these this team problems. Uh, he's a playmaker. He's a great shooter. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the Lakers have that they can guard him, and he's going to set the tempo for the Heat throughout this entire series, and that's the advantage that he have over the Lakers more than anything else is point guard play. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely going to – I think Rondo gets up in him. Because he can be that irritant. You know, as mm-hmm. you know, he's not a slouch on the defensive end. So I don't think Rondo's going to give him the space that he's had before. Because if you notice, you know, Murray wasn't a good defensive player. Lillard, you know, mm-hmm. it's not really, you know, that's another one that's not really defensive. But who did he really, Dragic, who did he really, sorry, I went to the West. But who did he really face that was like a real good defensive player? I mean, he hasn't, I don't think anybody has really gotten up in him, man. I mean, Marcus Smart would have been the guy, right? Yeah. And he's like the annoying defender mm-hmm. for the Celtics. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, I don't think he was even on Dragic for the most time. He would switch off a lot. And I think this is going to be real interesting. But I want to see my interesting matchup is not going to be like the LeBron. It's going to be what Bam does to actually get around Dwight Howard. 
because the White House is about the same size. You know, they're both you know big shoulder guys, and let's see what he can do. Because LA Dwight, is, Dwight is starting this game, so mm-hmm. he's going to have a big role in the season. Oh yeah, this they have to. I mean, they just mm-hmm. they really have to throw him out there, and let's see what Bam. We know Bam is he's a budding star, but let's see what he mm-hmm. has now. It's it's going to be really good. And but I don't. LeBron and Jimmy Butler, you know, maybe and then Iguodala. Oh no, actually, Iguodala might be on LeBron. I don't think Butler's going to check LeBron. Who's going to check AD? So I would assume mm-hmm. Bam. I, yeah. I don't think anyone else can guard him other than Bam. And so it, it's going to be real interesting because Bam is going to have to step out because AD, yeah. you know, he can get you down low, but he also he's yep. going to make you step out to the perimeter, and mm-hmm. he might use those point guard skills to you know make something happen. He's quick. AD's not a slow guy either. No, AD so, is going to be AD is the most important Laker by far. Mm-hmm. Uh, as great as LeBron is, AD has to be the guy that mm-hmm. kind of carries them here. He's going to have to be the Shaq, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to have to dominate the series. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah, I, I think Miami, just with the Lakers series here, I think Kelly Olenek, Myers Leonard might uh, ask to see the floor. Mm. I think they're going to get into a, a stretch where they're going to have to rely heavily on their three-point shooting to offset the Lakers' bigs and draw mm. them out. Because, let's face it, the Lakers are not a great shooting team. If, nope. if they get anything, like you say, uh, from Danny Green – in the series, mm-hmm. you know, it's over for Miami. But mm-hmm. yeah. Kelly Olenek, Myers Leonard, and Kendrick Nunn, who's, you know, been off and on for the majority of the playoffs, um, Lakers have their hands full because the Heat has a, a lot of depth mm-hmm. and they're a, a lot of shooting. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the more I, Kelly, Kelly Olenek plays for the Heat, I think it benefits the Lakers. <laughs> so I'm okay. <laughs> I, 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 I'm personally okay with that, but that's just what mm-hmm. the, the Heat have for bigs at this point. So I agree that they're right. going to have to play those guys. Mm-hmm. Bam and can't do it himself. <laughs> no, no. And, you know, Spolstra is masterful at making adjustments. Um, they do a lot of zone. Uh, you expect to see a lot of zone against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I, I think LeBron and AD just by their star power alone, will get them two games, mm-hmm. probably two games more. I mean, it's hard to see the Lakers losing, but you know, if I were to make a prediction, I'd say <laughs> Heat and seven. Hmm. Yeah. All right. I'll take it. Jacob, what do you got for prediction-wise? I'm going to go with in six. I'm going to go definitely LA in six. LeBron gets number four, AD gets number one, Dwight Howard finally gets his, and <laughs> JR stepping to Hennessy in his second. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be tough. This is another, di- this is a different animal for both teams, but star power wins for the most mm-hmm. part. It, it usually wins. <laughs> and LA has it. <laughs> and let's see. Let's see, can Duncan Robinson, can Tyler Hero, can those guys actually step it up one more time or will they crumble under the pressure? You know, LeBron's he's done this. You know, AD, this is his first time, but with his skill, there's no there's no butterflies, I don't think, for this guy because he, he's like, listen, mm-hmm. you don't know how many shots you get at this, so he's going to come out playing hard. You know, Dwight's been here. It's been a while, but he's been there. Rondo's been there. I mean, the, this might be, you know, can't think of the word right now. I'm kind of excited. No, <laughs> this is where um, 
Experience might experience is gonna take it, man. Experience will I think it's gonna reign supreme on this one. I, I'm interested to see how we look back on this finals, um, mm. because of the circumstances of how this whole year has has shaken up. Like is there gonna be an asterisk? Are we gonna look back and this say it's a classic finals, even though there's no fans or anything like that. I think this is shaping up to be a classic finals. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a great series. I love this matchup. They, this has been the two best teams in the bubble as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that it, this is a mistake that either team is here right now. Um, and I typically don't pick my team to win. I am very superstitious in that aspect, but this is far greater than I. So there is a existential being watching over the Lakers and his name is Kobe Bryant. And I feel as if, if you're a religious man, you could call it a guardian angel of sorts, mm-hmm. um, helping them and guiding them to the promised land here. Uh, my heart says Lakers in six, so I don't have a heart attack, but my head <laughs> says Lakers in seven, and I will be panicking until the very end. Um, I, I just think that LeBron and AD are so good that um, they're going to win this series and they're going to overpower the heat, but it would not shock me if Miami won this series, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go Lakers Either in six or seven, it's going to be a long one, and it's going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. Could have a six man, Leon. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> never know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely right. This is 2020. I, I think this series will be um, culminate a wacky year, um, pretty good bubble play. And mm-hmm. you know, if the Lakers win, I can't – I'm not mad at it. Jimmy Butler wins. I'm not mad at it. I have no dog in the fight, but this would be an entertaining series for sure. Um, Oh, I mean, any other team comes out of the West, I'm rooting for the Heat. (laughs) 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 If if this was the Celtics, I'd be much more angry and adamant about how we got to beat them. You know, I'm much more calm about about it being the Heat than I would be if it was the Celtics. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I I mean, you know, I love Jimmy Butler, one of my favorites, but, you know, I'm a Heat hater. That I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just don't like anything about the Heat. It just goes back, go back ways. Leon knows, not a Heat fan. Couldn't, nope. Pat Riley too can't. Nope. I hope LA beats the hell out of them. It'll make me smile from ear to ear. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah, man, it should be real entertaining. Um, look, close this out with, um. WNBA, their finals are getting underway on Friday. Yeah. Friday, the uh, Seattle Storm, the Las Vegas Aces, top two seeds uh, during the regular season face-off. Uh, how they got there? Seattle Storm, they swept the Lynx. Uh, Sue Bird, Bianca Stewart, 2018 MVP, mm-hmm. took care of Minnesota after the game one buzzer beater. Um, that team we saw from the beginning of the season was loaded. Um, mm-hmm. They are delivering on their promise um, en route to a, an easy uh, victory toward the finals, racing off against the Aces with the MVP, Asia Wilson, um, battling it out with the Connecticut Sun, mm-hmm. uh, one of the teams from last year's finals, uh, Alyssa Thomas, Dewana Bonner, and the Sun gave them a fight, went full five-game series. Uh, Alyssa Thomas got hurt after game two, really gutted it out with a shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. Um, Sun won game three, had a 2-1 lead, and then the Aces just 
sure why they're top dog. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Hodja Wilson, she's something else, man. And McCaustry, too. She she came on, both yeah. of them, and they really went to work on them. And Connecticut was – they were up, and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, man, we, I was like, upset. I messaged Leon. I'm like, oh, upset alert. And Leon was like, uh, I think they, they're going to come back. They're going to come back strong. And then all of a sudden, flip the switch, and here they go. But, you know, you can't ever underestimate the heart of a champion, and that's what the aces, they, they showed, man. And just the end of this game was, it was really good. I mean, it was, it was tough. Girls played physical, hit big shots. It was, you know, it wasn't that high scoring, but it was, it was what you want in the game between these two. But Alyssa Thomas is tough as nails because I honestly didn't think she was coming back for this series. And the day after, I was like, oh, she's not coming back. She's out for the series. She comes back. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, came back and dropped uh, 25. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the game three series we're showing in the highlights here. She had a huge game for this one. Mm-hmm. And but this is the game the Sun uh, won here. You know, Alyssa Thomas uh, can shoot with both hands. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see here, big defensive play here uh, in the end with the inbound with the steal mm-hmm. and the layup for the finish. But you know, that that's the push off there. Um, <laughs> kind, of, kind of LeBron-like, you know? <laughs> um, Sun with the big win here. Mm-hmm. And then we went to game four. Uh, McCarthy had a big third quarter, scored mm-hmm. 16 in the quarter, 26 for the game. Um, led the Aces to the victory, mm-hmm. which we had at a Deciding game five last night, if you had nothing else to watch on TV, uh, this was an exciting game. The Sun had a 15-point lead in the first half, mm-hmm. um, led by Thomas and Bonnet, but then they just got incredibly cold, could not shoot the three, and the Aces stormed the uh, started their comeback trail. Uh, led by uh, McCartry and the MVP, mm-hmm. Angel Wilson. Um, the end of this game was kind of kind of wild as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, some, it's some tough moves. Swords there with the offensive mm-hmm. rebound. This was Mc- back and forth. McBride had a pretty decent game, too. You know, she had solid numbers all around. I think she did 10-5 and 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was she was definitely decent, you know. She contributed, but it was all about the MVP and McCartry. That was it. These two girls would not let them lose. No, no, and you know, you can see the top seed here, Asia Wilson at the final line, just knocking them down in the clutch. You know, this uh, final series is gonna face up against the 2019 MVP, Asia Wilson, 2018 MVP, Brianna Stewart. Mm-hmm. Super, the veteran, um, Bill Lambeer, two championships in his uh, run as a coach over way back with the Detroit Shock. Mm-hmm. You know, well-coached team going against Seattle, Sue Bird, Brianna Stewart, Jewel Lloyd, best three-point shooting team in the league mm-hmm. uh, against the Aces who don't shoot three well, but some veterans there. Mm-hmm. Um, series start Friday. What's your takeaway? Uh, this is this is gonna be either 
I, man, I don't know. This this is tough because both teams are like so good, and they they just of course they're the top two teams in the league. So I'm gonna go with Seattle. I think they're better shooting teams, so that might really play into it. And Brianna, you know, she's gonna prove a point that you know she's back, and you know everybody knows Achilles injuries that ruins careers. She came back and she performed just like she never left. And Sue Bird is my girl, produces. You know, it's just – I think Seattle's going to take it. And Sue Bird hinted about uh, maybe a retirement uh, anytime mm-hmm. soon. So, I, I mean, I could totally see a situation where she walks off into the sunset after a championship. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get to watch the WNBA as much as I'd like to. Um, but when I do get to catch updates or get to watch some games, it's always – Asia Wilson. She's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the MVP of the league for a reason. She is unbelievable. So, um, admittedly, with my lack of uh, viewing of the WNBA, I'm just going to go aces just because of my uh, love of Asia Wilson. And I think she's good enough, good enough to carry them to a championship in this best of five. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can't go wrong there. I'm surprised how, like, I'm surprised how many good teams come out of Vegas. You know, you got the Raiders, now the Aces, and Golden Knights. Um, maybe True. Vegas is a hotbed for sports, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I say the storm takes in four. Mm-hmm. Um, Brianna and Sue, I, I think they're from the beginning of the season, been on a mission to really come back strong. And Jewel Lloyd, who I've been like reading about her. all year, is just gonna, mm-hmm. um, that third star is just, uh, shooting probably too much for Las Vegas, but you know. We spoke earlier in the show about the recognition for the women and Doris mm-hmm. Burke and so on and so forth. Um, they had these two finals going on at the same time. Um, I mean, if you haven't caught any of the, the league until um, now, I mean, now it's a good time to catch it. Playoffs going all around. Um, women can play and, you know, look for next year when a lot of these stars are coming back with Della Don and, and uh, Maya Moore. Mm-hmm. That Minnesota team could be loaded. Oh, um, yeah. Catch, catch some of these games. I mean, they, they, you've seen buzzer beaters um, play at a high level. Um, you, you won't be disappointed. You know, catch the highlights in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it'll really be, uh, be intrigued. Absolutely. We'll bring them to you. We'll keep it up. We'll keep it up with the post. Plus, I think the Liberty will get the first pick again. So, we'll get a, <laughs> we'll get a pairing with Brina. So, so I say I gotta get oh yeah, I gotta get my jersey soon. She's a beast. Oh yeah, she. It's crazy, man. She's about to have a triple double. She goes down, sprains her ankle out for the season. She and that was the coming out game too, and that mm-hmm. that just sucked. But we'll be back. Lady Libs will be back. Yeah, yeah it's um, definitely be back. You know, we'll be back uh, next week. You know, to recap all these. Uh, Finals games, you know, you catch mm-hmm. playoff baseball. Mm-hmm. Indians are still up four to one. Um, mm-hmm. got the heat going now. Uh, yeah, no, we ain't gonna mention that. Um, They're up twenty three twelve. Lakers have four turnovers early in this game, mm-hmm. so gotta clean that up. Got the goat Kareem. <laughs> um, you know, week three. I'm sorry, no, week four. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up, the NFL. Uh, again, you know. Catch our good friend Randy here mm-hmm. on the Audible. Mm-hmm. Recap on Tuesdays, preview on Fridays. You need your fantasy football uh, 
uh, uh, suggestions, this is your man right here. I'm 3-0 for a reason. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're doing well because my own advice has backfired for me this so far this year. But uh, that's what happens. I'm in six fantasy leagues. I would not recommend doing that. It's uh, too much to handle uh, in each, each week. Uh, but, yeah, check us out Friday. We're going to be live noon Eastern time. We're going to uh, recap what, uh, what they're calling a football game on Thursday night, which – uh, I guess is technically a football game, but it's the Jets and the Broncos. Uh, we'll, we'll recap that, and then we will preview uh, the rest of the the rest of the week for slate. And then, of course, yeah, we'll give some fantasy football advice to talk about the news and injuries uh, leading up to Sunday as well. So check us out over on Football Life if you haven't got the chance to yet. Do it, yeah, man. Get to it. Uh, catch pod jobbers tomorrow night. Wrestling life. Uh, get your recap and we'll play off baseball with Dong City Monday mm-hmm. nights. Uh, Seven o'clock. Uh, going to be a real interesting show. If these guys, these guys lose tonight. Who's, mm-hmm. What's the next game? Uh, thir- no, Friday, right? Friday, yep. Catch a recap. Baseball, Donk City. Uh, total basis on Sunday mornings with Felipe mm-hmm. and Sean Flannery. Uh, subscribe yourself to the Life Group Network on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, catch yourself on Anchor, Apple. Spotify, Amazon. Pretty sure we'll be on Amazon soon. <laughs> but, you know, subscribe yourself to the network. Get all your uh, information here. And, you know, ride along with us. And, you know, mm-hmm. like, thank you guys for tuning in and tuning out. You guys have any parting words for our audience? Uh, just thank you, Randy, for coming on. Just, once again, hardest working man in the life business, life groups. <laughs> Students everywhere, man. It's it's getting crazy. <laughs> but um, nah, thank you for coming on. All your Lakers insight. We always it's great to have you, you know. Um, just check out all our other life groups. My man Leon already said it, you know what to do. If you haven't joined, join now. I mean, Leon about to go turn up with the neighbors because loud as fuck over there. Um, <laughs> my man, he was Ty Lawson in China over there. And I know, but uh, yeah, he about to he about to get it in. But yeah, thank you everybody for joining up. Love you guys. You guys do a great job in what you do, and you know, take it home, Randy. <laughs> uh, I want to thank you guys for having me on. It's always a pleasure coming on. It's been you know probably six, seven times I've been on with you guys now. It's always fun, except when we play games. You guys get a little funky with the buttons and stuff. But uh, <laughs> other than that, <laughs> uh, I love coming on, hanging out with you guys, talking basketball. Despite my disdain, my my fiance's disdain for my yelling that she can hear so loudly in the other room. Uh, she she loves it at the at the same time as well. So uh, okay. yeah, obviously big year for my Lakers, and uh, I appreciate you letting me come on here and give my ode to Kobe about once a month. And I'm sure all the Lakers haters <laughs> out there really uh, hate that. But at the end of the day, it's bigger than basketball. That's a life thing. Life's too short not to appreciate one another. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Like I said once again, I appreciate it. It's always a blast. Leon, sure. take us home, my friend. Anytime, bro. Uh, maybe I'll have you back next week for your victory tour. <laughs> Let me give you a couple weeks off. <laughs> too many, too many of these things. <laughs> but like I said, thank you uh, for coming on. Thank everyone for listening, tuning in out there. And uh, you know, we'll see you guys next week. And you know, till the next time, fall out. Sir.